This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you want better mental health? Then BetterHelp is for you. It is affordable, accessible, and most importantly, personalized online therapy. There is a special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash the Lucy Pod. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Please remember that the Lucy Pod is not a replacement for professional medical advice. If you have questions or concerns about your own amazing brain, please speak to a medical professional. I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I speak to you all today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I hope that you are all well and are staying safe and behaving yourselves. Today is part one of a very exciting three-part interview with my dear friend Claire. She is a very, very dedicated and intelligent student studying, correct me if I'm wrong Claire, she'll probably correct me later on in the episode, uh, quantitative mathematics. Anyway, she's doing a degree for people who are really good at maths and science. She's also a very talented dancer. She does ballet, which I'm obsessed with, especially her point shoes. And she's a very, very talented seamstress and is currently making this stunning dress that I will be stealing. Anyways, today we are going to be talking about OCD and ADHD and the overlap, the differences and whatnot. And we're going to talk about the ways in which we can still be proud and consider ourselves to be ADHD, to be OCD without it letting define us as people like to say. So we get into all of those dilemmas and all of those topics and it's going to be very, very fun. So please enjoy. In this episode of the Lucy Pod, we do talk about heavy themes that may be triggering, such as mental illness, in particular depression, anxiety, suicide, suicidal ideation, death, sexual assault, and eating disorders. Please take care of yourself and don't hesitate to reach out for help if you need it. Resources are linked in the description. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Lucy Pod. I have a very special guest with me, my lovely friend Claire. Say hi Claire. Hello. How are you today? I am very well, I'm so excited. I'm very excited as well. So, tell us a bit about yourself. Talk to us. Well, um, I am a student, a university student. I'm studying uh, science. My major is mathematical physics. Very smart. Um, I, Lucy and I have been friends for a few years a now. A few years, yeah. we met in French class. We met in French class, so that was, that was, was fun. fun. We were an absolute mess. We were menaces. Anyway, we were awful and our tutor hated us, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we did well, so we did that's well. okay. Yeah. Um, outside of uni, apart from work, obviously, um, I am a ballet dancer and I play the piano as well. Um, and you're a very good seamstress. Well, I try to be. <laughs> you have that dress, that red dress sitting yes. in your place and I yes. want it. Yes, work in project for the past like two years, but you know. It's so pretty. It's, it'll it's get there. so it'll nice. It'll get there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So today we're going to talk about the overlap between ADHD and OCD because yes. you sent me a Venn diagram yes. and it was like ADHD, OCD, and it had all these things that they had in common. And a lot of people with ADHD have OCD as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very interesting because they're kind of similar in the way, like the persistent sort of thought pattern, mm. like with ADHD, like getting stuck on something. Mm. So it is very interesting. So 
when were you diagnosed with OCD? Uh, I believe it was end of 2018, start of 2019. So mm-hmm. just like right after finishing year 12 mm-hmm. when I first started getting like some proper therapy. Yeah. And um, what made you get diagnosed? Like, did you think, oh, I'll just go to therapy because therapy's good? Or was there something where you're like, mm, I need to go to therapy? This would be something to talk about. Mm, um, it, it, more the first. Like, I I had a pretty rough go of it in VCA. Mm. I was so burnt out by the end of year 12, finished yeah. my exams. I was fighting with all my teachers. You know, I was just exhausted, mm. cranky, anxious, depressed. Yeah. All of the worst things that you want to be. Yeah. Um, and my lovely parents have always been so supportive. And they said, look, now that year 12 is over, you have no excuse. Mm. Go get some therapy. And I was like, yep. Let's do this. Mm. I really want help. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of came from that, you know, just seeing someone. Um, and she turned around and said, you know, what? all of this really matches closely with OCD. And mm. it took me a second. And I was like, you know what? You might be onto something there. That's interesting. So after she said that, was there like a diagnostic process or was it just not, this sounds not, like OCD? Not a, not a super strict diagnostic process for OCD because it can be super... Super different for so many people. Um, a, a lot of it was just sort of going through, you know, the typical DSM-5 things. Yes. Just, just yes. vaguely going through, yeah. like, some, some major markers that that mm. most OCD people hit. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I spoke to some other friends who were diagnosed with OCD and found that we related on so many things and discussed that with my therapist. Yeah. And she said, look, I'm, I'm pretty certain, as certain as you can be about any sort of yeah. mental health diagnosis. Um, yeah. A lot of them can be just so up in the air and can change and be so fluid. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was kind of a kind of a weird sort of label, I guess, that I was mm. just not expecting. But then I found that it fit. It fit, it worked. Yeah. And do you prefer to be called OCD or you're like, I have OCD? Look, I I'm not super super fussed either way. I personally prefer to say I have OCD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because I try so hard to not let the OCD thought patterns take over my life. So it's not you, I have, I have yeah, OCD, just, like it just is because, not me. Yeah, yeah, just because some yeah. of the thought patterns can be really quite, like, quite harmful yeah. in a way. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like physically no, no, harmful. No, but, but they're not pleasant. Yeah, but yeah, they're, no. they're not fun and I, yeah. I don't want to sort of let myself think that it's me that's the problem yeah. when really it's just the disorder. Yeah. But yeah. on the other hand, I'm proud to have OCD. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. proud to be OCD. Mm. And, you know, if someone says that I am an OCD person, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly me. Yeah. And then there's a difference between being like, oh, my God, I'm so OCD. And oh then being my like, God. no, I'm OCD. For real. How do those comments make you feel? Oh, my gosh. Sort of... they, just, they just make me feel so exhausted, you know, because having yeah. OCD like ADHD is just a yeah. constant battle. Yeah. yeah. Every day is like trying to work with your brain yeah. when it's just trying to fight against you. And it's not like a quirky thing it's of like, oh, lol, I saw a squirrel and oh, yeah. I like to have my pencils color coded. Yeah, exactly. It's just... And it's like great that you like to keep your things organized. You know, I do too. Yeah. But that just totally invalidates all of the awful intrusive thoughts yeah. and the compulsions and the patterns of behavior that I have to go through. Yeah. Not it's to, like it's not, not to say that I am, you know, awfully discriminated against or whatever, but it's still no, but it's, it's not. It's just, it's just really disheartening to have yeah. people just trivialize something that has such a huge. It's serious. Impact. It's yeah, not. Absolutely. It's not that. Like people genuinely, I don't know where OCD got thought of as 
being organized like it's so weird mm, like i've always mm. known ocd to be this thing of like if i don't tap this a hundred times my mum's exactly, gonna die like actually like for me someone who's obsessed with being clean i would put that down to hypochondria yeah, yeah no precisely uh, and uh, like for me it's it's more of the the fear of of being dirty and grimy yeah. rather than the fear of being yeah. messy. Yeah, and it, the fear of being dirty and grimy isn't you being like, oh my God, got to go wash my hands all the time. Oh, I no, stepped no, here. Exactly. It's, a, it's like I... I yeah. I, a fun example from the other day, I picked up a, a dirty tissue off the ground and my hand just felt like it was it was static because I was like, I've just touched something dirty yeah. and it was all I could focus on yeah. until I sanitized my hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just yeah. these all consuming thoughts that I know are completely irrational. It was an unused tissue. Yeah. Like it was just on the floor, but I was still had it in my mind that it was dirty. It's a, it's an intrusive sort of, yeah, no, no, mm. I, I get that. And I was going to ask, I, so when you did that and you did the therapy and you were diagnosed, did they give you, solutions or were they like i think you should start medication or what was the process definitely a combination of both um because at the time i was in a pretty bad sort of rut Mm -hmm. i'd I'd hit a bit of a ditch that we just sort of had to try and kick me out of to get onto the path of being able to help myself Mm. the first step was medication yeah um how did that make you feel were you open to that i was pretty open to it um I it, it, I was a little bit scared at first because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm one of those mentally ill people who has to take medication. Mm. But then I was like, mm, it's just a tablet. Like, yeah. you know, I've got so family, many family and friends who've been taking antidepressants on and off for years. Yeah. Grandparents, great grandparents. Exactly, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, relatives who've had some really intense psychiatric treatment as well. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't judge them when they went through it. So mm. why? Why do I feel like they would judge me? No, and they, and and so your parents were supportive. They were yeah. They my were parents fine. were very supportive. That's they were they good. were really the ones that got me in there in the first place. That's so, good. That's yeah, good. so they've been been super understanding and supportive. I don't know how I would have coped without them. them because some people, some parents are really like they want to support their kids, but they they really just find medication and medication just to them it feels like a step too far. A step too far, and it's mm. just not because if you were told, hey, your kid's gonna die of cancer if they don't take this medication, mm-hmm. most parents would say, oh, yeah. I'll give them the medication. Absolutely. But when it comes to mental health stuff, yeah. a lot of parents are apprehensive. They think, oh, like it's mind altering. It'll mm-hmm. do this to them, yeah. and it I, it doesn't alter your brain yeah. in that way. No, it absolutely, it balances chemicals, but it's not gonna change you. No, who no. you are. No, like yeah. it's not. You'd be. I'd be more concerned if they were recommending. I don't know, like psychedelics or you know letting yeah, you exactly, live like that because exactly. the more you live with an untreated illness the more it is likely to change you and your brain absolutely especially That's... with an ongoing disorder yeah like adhd or ocd mm-hmm. where there's no cure you're just gonna have to live with it and manage it for your life for the rest of your life and try and use it to your advantage if you just let it go untreated you it know, damages it's it's really really harmful and it just gets worse it's ter- it's like it's almost kind of deteriorates it's, it's i wouldn't compare it to dementia but it almost the way in which mental illnesses act on the brain is a bit like dementia mm. it mm-hmm. calcifies and it kind of rots yeah. your brain yeah it changes Absolutely. everything and that's why when you see people who are deep in their depression and ocd you say that you see they're completely changed individuals because they never got the help exactly and uh, and, you know it can do so much damage to Mm. to the frontal lobe which is where your personality is your emotional control is and as soon as that starts to go haywire it's just a slippery slope yeah and it's dangerous the worse you feel the worse you act the worse it gets and it just it just spirals out of control yeah it's 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 really really um 
not violent. I was going to say it's very problematic. It's, it's Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. no. It's, and I was going to ask, how do you find medication? Do you think it has worked? How are the side effects? Because yeah, I talk to yeah. a lot of people and a lot of people struggle with all their medications with side effects. And I wish there was yeah, a way yeah, to make people absolutely. immune. For sure. Look, the side effects are quite... Quite a lot. Um, you sort of, at first, when I, because obviously you start off on quite a low dose yeah. just to get used to it, um, and things like the nausea that I was getting, it was, it was pretty pretty awful. And it just, you know, like other random things, like it just ruins your sex drive, which can have an effect on your relationships. Yeah. Luckily, I'm in, you know, a great relationship. Where I was going to ask you that afterwards. Yeah. How is it being? Yeah, it doesn't, that, doesn't affect good. it for me, luckily, but I know that it can really be quite harmful for a lot of other yeah. people it really stuffs you up yeah but uh, i mean for me it the, the specific <coughs> medication that i chose or, or requested in you know regards to yeah. the different options that i had mm. came from a discussion with my parents saying okay genetically what things have you guys taken what have you responded to yeah. what have you found uh, and the one that i am on currently is one that my dad has taken off and on his whole life and we had a really in-depth conversation mm. and Every single time, bang on, every single uh, side effect that he mentioned, mm. I got. There you um, go. So it's... Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it definitely helped having people to be able to talk to it with mm. who I know, like, physically I'm going to react really yeah. similarly to them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I found it really has helped. I guess the way to think of it is, like, on a roller coaster. Mm. you got really high ups and really low lows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just getting lots of lows. Yeah. But I was also getting some pretty decent highs as well. But Don't mistake highs for drug highs because oh people no, love no, no. to do that thing Absolutely where they go, not. so you get high on your... Me- no, we're not no, referring to that. No, I mean, an emotional... You, your yeah. spirits. Yeah. You, ha- yeah. you have... You feel Elated. good. Yeah. You feel good. You're in a yeah. good mood. Yeah. Um, which was pretty rare at the time for me, but, you know, now it's so much better. Yeah. But for me, it sort of balanced out that roller coaster to be more of like a train track, a mm-hmm. flat surface that way when the bumps come up it's nowhere near as bad it's on a low low like your meds are there to kind of exactly exactly and i can still sort of jump myself up to really good moods Mm. you know i have really great days all the time Mm -hmm. but the the bad days are few and far between and when they do come around they're so much more mild Mm. which while it doesn't fix the problem it gives me the chance to almost rehearse in yeah. a way, my coping mechanisms. Mm. Yeah. Because if I'm in a bit of a bad spot, but not too bad, mm. like I, I'm in a right enough state of mind to be able to, all right, let's try some breathing exercises, see mm. what works. Let's try some visualization exercises. Mm-hmm. Let's try, you know, just talking to someone yeah. and be able to trial it, try and get it to work, give it a proper go without mm. being so distracted and so and distressed. Ru- and distressed. Mm. A lot of people don't realize when you're in a really bad place, trying to use those coping mechanisms mm. at least for me is mm. frustrating yeah yeah if i am in you know having a panic attack and someone says why don't you try meditation it's like I, fuck off it literally makes me violently angry i yeah, can't no, no, like same, i same. can't control that reaction yeah, no, 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 i'm same. just furious at yeah. the idea that like, like how dare you like yeah. say that i'm already i'm like past the stage of exactly, sitting exactly. down of talking it out now yeah. it's just i'm in blind absolutely. white rage like, and I'm, i want to kill you I, absolutely <laughs> and like i am completely yeah. just overcome like i have no control in my brain yeah. to be able to focus on the breathing because i my brain is not letting me focus yeah. on anything other than what is distressing it's the before it's and i remember my psychologist said that to me once i was saying to her you know i'm really st- i don't know what it was about i think it was about something that was stressful that was coming up that i knew that if 
it happened. It was going to impact me for a long time. She said, the more you prepare for it and think about it, when you are in the stressful state, you're better likely to be more equipped with dealing with it. She goes, exactly. don't deal with it when it happens, mm-hmm. but don't stew on it beforehand. But prepare yourself and go, this mm-hmm. might, this thing might happen. It mm-hmm. will be bad, but I will be okay. I think this is exactly. in reference to like, I was fearful of my parents dying mm. or something like that. It was like mm-hmm. an anxiety because of yes. that. And I was stuck on that. And she said, when this happens, you will be very sad, right? Everyone is. Mm. However, you'll surprise yourself because you've thought about this, how much you can deal with it. Absolutely. Your body is able yes, to cope definitely. with things. It's so funny that you bring that up because mm. something else, I don't know if this is just like an OCD, ADHD, but, like sticking point. Yeah. But death. Yeah, death. Yeah. Death, especially family members, yeah. pets. Pets. Yeah. Friends. Friends. Me, not so much. I don't care about my yeah. death. Me, I don't. I, I mean... To me, in my brain, I'm like, if I die, I'm not going to know. Yeah. 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 That's my exact reasoning. It's like the reason I worry about other people dying, it's because, and it's a bit selfish. It's like, they're Mm. dead. They don't know, but we're all left behind and we know they're dead. We have to live with it. We have to live with it. Whereas like, if I, like, obviously I love my life. I don't want to die, but I'm not like, oh, I'm going to die. But I have this fear around people dying around me. Like they're just Mm going to die suddenly and I'm going to be by myself. Exactly. Exactly. And and, you know, when, when my grandma passed away, that was such a confronting Mm. thing because it was like the first real like death of someone close to me. And, and beforehand, cause I mean, we, we kind of knew it was happening you know, mm. we had we had some pretty decent warning in advance, yeah. so which but we still, were very lucky. Yeah, you know, gave us a good chance to say goodbye yeah. and everything. And and for me, it was about just having like a decent conversation with myself, mm-hmm. less of the letting myself stew and ruminate, like you said yeah. about oh my gosh, like I'm going to be so miserable, everything's yeah. going to go yeah. wrong, She's it's gone, like that's it. Yeah, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to be terrible. Yeah, and more of the okay, this is life. Yeah. You know, she's, literally it is life. She, yeah. it's, it's her life. If she wants to go, she, she deserves to go if that's what she wants. wants yeah. You know, she, she doesn't have to live in pain because I want her around. Around. That's not fair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But exactly. It, it, mortality, it, like it makes you confront your own um, mortality. Like, cause you think like, even though my grandparents were old when they passed and they're old, I thought that they were going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you look at your parents and your grandparents as these really immortal beings. Absolutely. And maybe that's like a childlike lens. And I just re- remember when my grandma died, it was like, no, death is very real. Mm-hmm. And now, oh my God, my mum lost her mum. Imagine if I lose my mum. So then that becomes the sticking point of my mum's going to die. Like I'm going to be an orphan. It's like, she's mm-hmm. not going to die. Like she's at home watching mm-hmm. TV. Yes. Eating dinner. She just texted you. She's not going to, you know, yeah. fall down and hit her head and die, Lucy. Stop. Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that but, catastrophizing. Yes. That just yeah. comes out of nowhere. And, yeah. it, and it gets stuck. And, you know, it's so easy to say, just think of something, something else, else, focus on something else. And it's like, if that I could, I would. Sense. Like, trust me, I'm trying. That's the point. I That's want the point. I want to think of other things. I want to focus on other things, but I yeah. physically can't. It, I, I can't. It's not. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. And the other thing I was going to ask is that, do you think that if you weren't on medication, do you think those coping mechanisms would still work now that you've become older because a lot of people say, you know, I don't have to take my meds anymore. I'm good. I'm able to do those visualizations. I don't have those sticking thoughts because I've kind of matured through them. Or you're like, no, I, I, I want my meds oh, always. I mean, it's a bit of a also, unique. Also, excuse me for the dogs barking. <laughs> Pardon that. Like, I'm going to put a PSA at the beginning of the episode. So if you hear dogs barking, don't crucify us. They just want to be involved. In yeah, the they, 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 they're contributing. But they have on. thoughts. Um... Yeah, a bit of a unique situation, I guess, being that we've just 
gone through a pandemic, you know, like I had about a year or two of, of really working on my mental health before mm. lockdowns happened yeah. and we were kind of forced to be very introspective about everything. Very, it's almost to an unhealthy degree, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and, like, and I would say I've, I guess, matured. I, I mean, I've, I would have thought I was pretty mature at the start of the pandemic anyway. Yeah. But I feel like just the life experiences that we've all been forced to have over the past couple of years kind of makes my answer a little bit different mm. because I would say, you know what, maybe if I hadn't taken the medication you know, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. Mm. I don't think I would have been able to get through the pandemic as yeah. well as I did. Yeah. Not to say that I would not be alive or anything, but no. I feel like I would just be in a very, very bad state. A bit of a shell. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, no. I certainly wouldn't be myself. Mm. But if that hadn't happened and I hadn't taken the medication and I just worked on the coping techniques, would that have worked? It's a hard question because it's like it's it's yeah. kind of hard to say because now I can look back and say well I, I feel like I have a lot better understanding of myself Tools. a lot more a lot more rational sort of approach to a lot of different things mm. but I it's just so hard to say it's so hard to say because the thing is with these disorders is they just latch onto the irrational part of your brain yeah and just feed into that over and over again because it causes the fear and the fear is just such a powerful emotion. It makes you move. People, Absolutely. It's and it's not like, because not that it's the same, but it's like people think that depression, it's like, you know when people say to people with depression, you know, you just you got to get out of bed and blah, blah, blah. Depression doesn't have that effect on your brain. Mm. It's the fear part that comes with anxiety mm-hmm. and OCD sure. where it's like, sure. I have to be doing something. Like yeah. there's no time for being in bed rows with someone with depression. That kind of part of their brain isn't always switched on. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like with OCD and anxiety and they coincide, it's that... Fear makes Absolutely. me move. It's like when you're procrastinating, sure, sure. it kind of, yeah, fear definitely. makes you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, I guess it just comes down to the fact that we are human. We're, we're animals. Our yeah. brains are hardwired to fixate on things that scare us because yes. we need to know about them so that we can avoid them so that mm-hmm. we can survive. Even, uh, even if they're irrational, like even if I have a fear irrational. of being stabbed to death by a killer clown. That's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's irrational. It's but irrational, but like, that's a real danger. Danger. So you need to know how to deal with it. And it's like, Absolutely. it's not going to happen though. And that's the other part of your mm-hmm. brain telling you. So the other thing I was going to ask is, how did you find the pandemic? As if you're going to be like, it was great. And how did you find (laughs) online uni? Because I did a whole series Mm. about how shit it was. Yeah, look, it's hell. Oh my gosh. I did not cope with online uni at all. Me neither. I've I've yet to meet people in person Mm -hmm. that coped. For sure. I just, I don't know what happened, but during that whole pandemic, it just ruined my ability to focus on anything. And and like, if I think back of during the lockdowns, what did I do every day? I genuinely don't know. Like, I don't remember. I just was in a trance this whole time. Yeah. It's almost like, and I remember being in it going, oh my God, like when I come out of this, it's going to be horrible. But I don't remember it. Like, Mm. it's almost like you can't come out of a fugue state. Like in it, you're like, this is going to have so much damage. And now that we're here, I think... I don't remember being mm. at home, or maybe that's my brain saying like, "Don't remember it." Cause it was well, so maybe bad. I don't know, but yeah, yeah it's I, I, it's kind of like when you wake up from a nightmare. Yes, you wake up, you still have all that residual like adrenaline in your body. You're still on high alert. You know, mm. you're still super hyper aware of all these different mm-hmm. things, but you don't really remember why. Yeah, you don't, and you're trying to go back and think like, okay, so what happened in the nightmare? Did I? Mm. And I try to go back and think about lockdown. And it's just like, no, I don't remember. Yeah. 
I, uh, you know, I have vague flashes of various different things that, like, I worked on. But honestly, it's all just such a blur. It was... And I don't want to remember it. Like, I don't, I don't want to reflect. No, it's, it wasn't a pleasant experience. The whole time was spent... You know, I, was, I got obsessed with the numbers, just checking the case mm. numbers every single day. And... It gave me, I guess, a little bit of a sense of control at first, but then it just made me. Well, feel how worse. did it cope? How did you deal with the sort of? Do you have that OCD where it's the health one, where like you're obsessing over the numbers, and it's like mm. I'm gonna get COVID, or was it just like I'm checking numbers? Because it was. It's more. I mean, I've always had a fixation on numbers, which <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love. Well, surprise, you're good at math. Surprise! I'm studying mathematical physics. Are we shocked? Um, I think I got my fixation on numbers from my grandma. She used to count everything. 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 I love that. Okay. Like she'd just sit there and count things. And I, I, I feel like I, I feel like that's where I got that sort of side she of things. She passed from. it on. Yes. Like, well, yeah. That's kind she, of a good thing. She stays with me everywhere yeah. I go. <laughs> Not in a ghost way. I mean, I wish in a ghost way. I feel in like that'd be kind of way. fun. I feel they like that'd be fun. fun to have a ghost. I, will, I want my grandparents to come back as ghosts. They'd I, be so I feel fun. Like that'd be so good. I just... I feel like I'd chat mad shit with a ghost version of my grandma's. <laughs> and they'd be able to do such funny stuff that they oh my God. normally wouldn't. They'd be able to give oh. you ghost money. You know how grandparents like... Oh, my God, like, ghost money. Like, 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 yeah. It's like the I'm real 50. money isn't working for me, so <laughs> I'm going to have to resort to ghost money. Ghost money. I, I love that. Um, so how did you find uni? Did you get help from uni or were you like... Honestly, I just, I just went blind to it all. I, yeah. you know, I definitely failed quite a few subjects during Everyone lockdown, did. which... Everyone did. And like at the time I was just so, I was really upset about the fact that like I was going to have to repeat subjects, but then mm. I was like, you know what? Like I'm going through a lot right now. Yeah. Lockdown's hard for the best of us. Yeah. Let alone like I was working in allied health the whole time. Yeah. That we been we didn't, we didn't get work from home. We were in the clinic dealing with people every day, which mm. in a way can be very like great. You you got something, you. you know, something fairly normal to hold on to. But mm. on the other hand, it's like, the world's ending around you. Everyone else is staying home and yeah. doing whatever, and I still have to go to work. Yeah, and like, and you feel great. very stuck. Like I remember feeling like there wasn't anything else I could do. Like if I had a day of online uni, it was I either fixate on my online uni, which tires me out mm. and upsets me, or I'll fixate on building a house on Sims and then yes, stress precisely. about the stuff that I didn't do. Exactly. And then, exactly. and then, and then, oh my gosh, And my anxious dog Bubbles agrees because she's barking the whole time. Bubbles. Bubbles, stop barking. Yeah, and it's exactly that. It's this mm-hmm. com- this repetitive self-sabotaging process and it For doesn't sure. do any favours. Oh my gosh, it's absolutely. Gross. It's gross. Ugh. Are you... Um, so you're back on campus now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking so long to take to do my degree, but whatever. Honestly, who cares? Uh, COVID happened. Yeah. I will take... So it. many people yeah. are taking their time to do exactly. uh, their and degrees. I'm like, I missed out on two years of uni culture yeah. being on campus. We only had one year on campus. Properly. Literally. Our first year, which is mm-hmm. good. I feel like we're very lucky yeah, on that I, front. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Like, yeah. timing-wise, so glad that I mm. got to have my first year on campus i lived on res at the time i know I it was fantastic yeah. you know i really got the full experience and then all of a sudden it was gone it was taken away it was gone and for how long we didn't know and i was like i honestly don't want to finish my degree mm. in lockdown yeah because then what i've spent thousands of dollars to look at a computer screen in my own home no i want yeah. to pay for the pay facilities for the facilities i want to pay for the culture i want to pay for the experience of you know just like ha- walking around campus with a coffee yeah i romanticize being on campus Absolutely. i love it. Like, i miss it it's really important you can't help it. and you know what 
if that's what it takes for you to be happy to with your life, to yeah. just romanticize the little things, fantastic. Fantastic. Like, it's better I'm than like about making it. it doom and gloom, like, oh, gotta go on campus yeah. today. Like I would much rather be like, ah, gonna be on campus today, I'm gonna put coffee, on, put on a cute outfit. Yeah, it's gonna cut crepes, get oh some much tiamo, then go and study, yes. let's go get the bill. Like just <laughs> you know <laughs> so idea classic. <laughs> vocal stims. Yeah, no, I, I agree and I I pray that we don't go back um, to being online because mm. I don't think my brain will cope. Yeah, but I you think know my what? brain I will think, regress. I think one of the great things that come has come for this and hopefully will stick around is the choice. Yes. The ability to choose between being online or being on campus yes. or hybrid with, with your work, you know, working it's fantastic. in the office or working from home. Yeah. You know, for some people, working in the office is great. Like they need that separation from home and work. work. I me, do, personally. Same, same. I do. I yeah. don't like the idea of working yeah, from home. Because home is regularly. my place to enjoy. Exactly. Where I occasionally do homework, but it's a space precisely, for me to. Precisely. Yeah. Exactly. It's, no. it's, as soon as I walk in the door when I get home, mm. that is it. it. I'm switched off. Yeah. Same. When I wake up in the morning, you know, my my morning is well, I try to be quite relaxed and yeah. calm. Yeah. And then I leave and then I'm in work. Work mode. mode. Yeah, no, no, but I'm the same. For some people, you know, it's they you know, got a two hour commute, you know, a kids at home. Kids at home. Not feeling well, bad mental health day, bad Absolutely. physical health day, and they would yeah. rather be in bed exactly. working from home. Exactly. People God bless with, them. I mean, people with various different mental illnesses who yeah. who work better alone yeah. at home. Yeah. Even just you know, introverted people yeah. who feel better. You don't want to be in the office. I, I exactly. I get it. I get um, it. You know, like people with chronic illnesses and chronic yep. pain, and uh, you know, various disabilities who mm-hmm. previously may not have even been able to participate right. in the workforce. Or yes. And I think that's a really good thing because a lot of the time people say, "Well, you know, the reason we don't hire people with this and that is because you know uh, they wouldn't be able to do the job." And it's like, no, they wouldn't be able to do it in that way. But yeah. if you offered some of it exactly. at home, like, like obviously, just, just yeah. because they can't do it. The mm. same way that you do it doesn't mean that they're doing it wrong. That they're doing it wrong. And, and people always use the argument, well, would you hire someone who can't walk to do, like, uh, you know, being a tradie? And it's like, why taking the most absurd scenario? Yeah. It could be just as much as, you know, working in a call centre. They can't come into the office for whatever reason. You can set it up yeah. from home now. And like, honestly, if I call a call centre, I'd much rather be talking to someone who's comfortable at home. You know, yeah. they've got their cup of tea there. Exactly. You know, They're fluffy not blanket you, yeah. on their legs. Yeah. Rather than someone who is sitting in the call centre who got so much noise around them, they can't focus, you know, they're uncomfortable, mm-hmm. the air con's blasting on their mm-hmm. face, they've got a headache. Yeah. Like, they, yeah, no one's so happy much, in yeah, that no situation. One's, no one's happy. I, no one's I, happy. I think the um, option of choice is really, mm. really good. And I think especially for uni students who are ADHD, who have anxiety, OCD, I, mm-hmm. think, that's, I think that's an important option. I just wish it hadn't been born out of the pandemic. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be nice if we all just sort of turn around and decided to say, you know what, we have, like, this full online resource. Like, we have technology that is just amazing incredible yeah. nowadays let's use it to our advantage we were kind of forced to do that yeah. which is a shame but now we have something that to look gotta, forward we to we've got to try and look at the yeah. bright sides yeah here. otherwise it's just nothing it's nothing and i was gonna ask moving on from uni because i hate mm. uni. oh my gosh online uni is what is it like being in a relationship and having ocd and how mm. does your partner support you oh my my partner's fantastic like he has also dealt with like major depressive disorder mm-hmm. and anxiety as well mm. so he he's very much not unfamiliar a lot to, of empathy yeah exactly exactly mm. and you know we're there for each other um but ocd is quite a different beast to mm. a lot of other you know general anxiety disorders yeah. and depressive disorders mm-hmm. in that it's 
you know, it really changes the way you think. Like you think in a very different way mm -hmm. to everyone else. Yeah. I'm sure that's something you have come oh, yeah, across yeah. a lot with ADHD. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm trying to explain how my brain works. Yeah. I know it doesn't make sense, sense. to you, yeah. especially when you're like someone who he is such a logical person yeah. you know, like he's a very intelligent person yeah. who just sort yeah. of same with trent yeah a to b to c and i'm yeah. like look i've gone to a to c then back b, to b and, and then there's no d, d. Yeah. and then i skipped all the way to z and now yeah. i'm there and i'm telling you the answer to this like the solution <laughs> to this and you're like how did you get there and yeah like why did you get there how could yeah i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know like i, I genuinely I don't. don't understand how my brain's working sometimes but, yeah yeah you know, and, yeah. and a lot of our you know a lot of our discussions are just him trying to understand what's happening in my brain. Yeah. And he's very open-minded about it all. But, you know, sometimes it's just like I'm in a panic attack and mm. all I need is just a really tight hug, hug yeah. someone to bring me a glass yeah. of water, and he's, yeah. he's there for that. And yeah. that's, that's one of the nice things of, of having someone. A good partner. Exactly. Someone stable in your life. Who, and doesn't make you feel like a burden. Absolutely. Someone who, you know, you love each other, mm. you do those sorts of things for each other. Yeah. Without keeping score or being Exactly. Like, it's not about oh, keeping score. And bringing it back up again later on. Like, Precisely. oh, remember when I comforted you in that yeah. moment? Like, like it's, it's something you said. He was like, I just, I hate seeing you upset. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's exactly it. You know, yeah. you, you help someone because you you love them and you don't want them to be upset. upset. Not because you're in a relationship and you feel obligated. To yeah. Them. It's like, I don't like to see anyone. No, no. It's, mm. it's um, the same. And I think it really bothers me when people like... I'm allowed to say Trent's a saint with my ADHD. Mm. I'm allowed to say that, but I don't like it when I hear other people talking, going, oh, you know, he's with so-and-so and she's, like, super depressed. He's so good with her. Like, he's so, yeah, it's like, like... You're just making it sound like him. she's a burden. Yeah, and it's and it kind of frustrates mm. me. Even sometimes people go, like, oh, is your boyfriend good with that? And I say, well, he almost should be. Like, I'm sorry, if yeah. you agree to be in a relationship with someone... I don't know why you should be rewarded for being decent exactly. about it's like it. It's, like, yeah, it's just so, so he was there for you when you were sad? Oh, well done. No, that's... Like, no, that's just what you do when you love someone. And I wouldn't be with someone who treated me any different. Like, mm -hmm. I appreciate it, but I don't look at it and think, like, wow, like, mm. what a... What a sacrifice it mm. is to be with me. Yeah, and my... it's like, oh gosh, you know, you you must be so strong to live with someone who's so difficult. Difficult, like, and it's so, really hurtful. It's so insulting. It's really mean. Like I remember looking up ADHD in relationships for my other mm. episode that I did with Trent, and all the results were how to love your ADHD partner. Mm. It's and like it's if like, you need to be told how to love your ADHD partner, there's something wrong with you then. You then don't love them. You need to do them a favour and, and leave. And like you see some of the comments of people and I'm thinking, you know, your partner might be ADHD, but the way that you are writing about them, you sound like you've got something going on with yourself. Like Absolutely. I resent my partner so much. I don't know what to do with them. It's yeah. Like, that's it's like a it you. sounds like, like you're the issue here. It sounds like you've got some sort of lack of mm -hmm. empathy going on. You've got exactly. your own issues. And it's just, I find that really upsetting all the whole, like, people writing, like, poems and stories saying, like, loving my ADHD partner, loving mm -hmm. my OCD, loving oh my, my autistic child. Oh, absolutely. It just, and you just think... It just reeks of saviorism. Saviorism. Like, I totally get being the parent of an ADHD kid, an autistic mm. kid, and a kid it's with OCD. It's hard. difficult. It's hard. But no more difficult than but, what it is yeah. to have it. 
Yeah, you know? but it's like you shouldn't be going looking for praise for doing the bare minimum mm. of just being a parent, just being And talking about a your partner. child, like especially like if you're yeah. talking about like an infant, like loving my ADHD kid, they're not even at the age yet where you can say they know what they're doing. They're like five yeah. years old. Yeah. They don't know any better. You do as the parent. Exactly. You know better. It's like, can you, can you just imagine how it would feel for your kid to know that your parent thinks of you as such a burden mm. that they go on Reddit go and they search <laughs> for praise for looking after you. you. It's really, and then it's like, so why did you have a child? Exactly. Oh, well, I didn't know they were going to be that. It's like, I'm sorry. Well, if you have a kid and you, you don't need know to be that prepared. there's a possibility that your kid's mm-hmm. going to be neurodivergent, then don't you have to talk kids. about you, that. Then you will straight up mm. flat out will not be a good parent yeah. if you mm. are not prepared for a neurodivergent child, child. If you are not prepared for a disabled child. child. Yeah. If you are not prepared for a shitty child. A shitty child who's child. an asshole. Yeah. If you're not prepared to have a child who's an asshole and to be <laughs> able to look after them and love them and, you know, teach them life lessons and set them on the straight and narrow, you're not prepared to be a parent full stop. Full stop. You yeah, know, I, I agree. I think it takes a very special set of people to be good parents. And like you said, mm-hmm. your parents and my parents, Just I think, fabulous. Were, yeah. are, are fabulous. And, they, and they've done it well. And maybe it's the profession my parents are in. I think like with being a teacher, being a teacher, you have to be mm-hmm. aware that you are going to have beautiful children. Mm-hmm. You're going to have revolting children mm-hmm. kids who go on to be revolting forever you're gonna have ever. just absolute nightmares but and you know what like, that's just the that's, that's just, just the way it is you're like, gonna have kids who don't get it you're gonna have kids who just don't get the simplest concepts but you yeah. have to demonstrate a lot of empathy mm-hmm. and i don't know how my parents do it because yes. i'm such an it's impatient so, so easy to get frustrated but yeah. it's like that's that's why babies. we don't do that job yeah yeah you know? no way i'm not a teacher because i Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget the special offer to the Lucy Pod listeners where you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash the Lucy Pod. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash the Lucy Pod.